Thank you for listening to the Stories at Bedtime podcast. My name is Sherry R. Much love and appreciation for stopping by and giving this episode a listen. This isn't the first episode, so I highly recommend starting from the beginning. If you do end up liking this episode, please consider liking and subscribing. Now, without further ado, our adventure, this adventure, continues. Part 1 In the Unlikeliest of Places Episode 2 The Carnival of Madness Hello, ladies and gentle people. Welcome to the Carnival of Madness. Today, we have many contestants who have signed up to participate this year in pursuit to have that one wish of theirs granted. Alas, this is no easy task. Some of you may die, but that is a risk I am willing to take, for the sake of everyone's entertainment, of course. The sounds of cheers erupts as it echoes throughout the Colosseum, the sound near deafening. Without further ado, here are the participants for the 10th Annual Carnival of Madness! Several large, hidden panels rise from the Colosseum floor as participants start to flood out. Among them, Jin stumbles out and looks amongst the gathered crowd as they all are loudly cheering. Drinks are being drunk, food is being eaten, and beings of all races and backgrounds gather to see the carnival that happens once a year on the eve of the astral harvest. The small, pocket-sized penguin appears on Jin's shoulder, sits down, and lets out a sigh. Don't be like that, Pocket. It's called improvising. I know Tyr said that this carnival was very difficult, but how bad can it be? As always, this year's sponsor, the one, the only, General Ali A. Egregious! The crowd goes wild again. I can see how he amassed such a following. Look at all these people. Jin admires the crowd before it slowly starts to peter out with only a few whispers here and there as all eyes turn towards the veranda that the announcer was reporting from. An aged male figure now stands, donned in red robes and gold-clad armor, a gruesome scar across his left eye and an eye patch covering it. Around his neck, a gold necklace of an eye with a ruby iris. He steps off and levitates to the center of the ring as his voice fills the stadium. Welcome all to the Carnival of Madness. This year, I have procured something that will truly entertain all of you who have gathered. A vicious and dangerous creature not found of this world but that of another. As a precaution to ensure the safety of the audience gathered here tonight, my Venturi guard will be stationed along the perimeter of the ring in case things get out of hand. And to ensure further safety, my daughter is also attending. He gestures back to the veranda he just stepped off of. The crowd bursts into whispers. She never comes to this event. As another whispers back, Do you think Gracious is finally passing the Similar whispers echo throughout the crowd as a woman steps up to the veranda, long-sleeved black battle dress with scarlet and gold inlay, a silver breastplate covering the bodice, and assorted plate mail covering up her shoulder and upper arms. The hemline of the dress slightly jagged with points made of metal, right above the neckline, a tattoo of an azalea flower with thorn stems sprouting across her body with smaller variants of the flower strewn about and then disappearing under her clothing. Another thorn stem comes up the right side of her neck, disappearing under a mask. Across her face a full porcelain mask with slight wear and tear, her hair a mixture of black and scarlet red tied up in a high bun. From her elven ears hang ruby teardrop earrings. 
She holds a giant labrys great axe with obsidian blades in front of her, under her hands a pommel made of ruby. Under the mask she sighs remembering back to a few nights prior. Azalea, you'll be attending the carnival tomorrow, as Grigius looks up from the book that he is currently reading at Azalea who is sitting across from him staring out the window at the starry night sky. Azalea looks over to him. You know I hate that event, father. It reminds me of the war and the horror that it was. She touches her right side of her cheek across the sprouted azalea flower. Grigius closes his book. It's not a matter of whether you like it or not. The people respect you and what you have done for the cities, let alone during the war. He sighs. I'll be stepping down from the leadership position in the guard soon, and I'm going to need someone to take over for me. Azalea about says something before holding herself back. I understand, Father. As you wish. The stadium erupts in cheers for her as it brings her back to the carnival. She looks up at Grigius as he nods and smiles towards Azalea before reaching into his robes and pulling out a scroll. Iron Scale Hydra. The scroll burns up in a purple and blue flame before the sounds of glass shattering fills up the stadium as a crack appears in the sky above the contestants. SCATTER! As a familiar bugbear with a familiar pure black mane yells into the air above before bolting in a random direction. Some instinctually follow while others still stand there confused before the crack fully shatters as a gargantuan creature begins to fall from the space above before slamming into the ground, kicking up dust and snuffing out the screams of people who were not fast enough. The Coliseum begins to shift as pillars and walls to provide cover erupt from the ground. Jin quickly parkours over a wall that's coming from the ground and slides behind another one that is fully erect and leans up against it before letting out a huge breath as another individual does the same in unison. Jin and the individual both look at each other as a lizard folk with gator-like features sits before him, a long snout with cracked spectacles resting on top as well as a bowler hat that seems small in size compared to the rest of his body. Ah, hello there. He stands up, towering at close to eight to nine feet tall, but scrawny. He then pats himself off and adjusts his clothing that is just not quite his size. He pulls a slightly worn handkerchief from his pocket and pats off the sweat that has accumulated around his forehead. Ah, oh, sorry. I haven't quite introduced myself. My name is Sonny. Sonny Archfield. Pleasure to meet you. Um, Sonny puts out his hand to Jin. Jin. Just Jin. Jin shakes Sonny's hand, his hand tiny compared to his, as it wraps around Jin's hand and part of his forearm. Well, Jin, quite the predicament we find ourselves in, eh? Sonny giving the biggest toothy grin. The dust begins to settle as both Jin and Sonny peer around the wall they have been hiding behind as a gargantuan creature stands before the participants that are left. One giant beaked head attached to a snake-like neck rises from the dust cloud. It sweeps away what is left of the cloud, revealing four more identical heads as they all come forward, letting out a piercing scream reverberating throughout the Coliseum. Many of the crowd, as well as the contestants, hold their ears. A smile comes across General Grigius's face before the Hydra howls die. Let the carnival of madness begin. The crowd erupts in cheers. The Hydra begins to cleave through the contestants who are left as screams get snuffed out one by one. One of them, in a frantic frenzy, runs up to the giant creature slashing at its hide and finding a soft spot before cutting flesh. 
Neon blood splashes across the person's face. The individual surprised at what they accomplished before the blood splatter starts to sear and melt away at their flesh. A scream before a giant foot crushes the person. Other participants cower behind what cover they can find as another person clutches their head, shaking in fear. I want to go home. I want to go home. The crowd drunk with ecstasy as they rave at the spectacle in front of them. This truly is madness. Jin with Pocket on his shoulder and Sunny continue to peer across the battlefield. I won't lie, Jin, my good man. We might die here today. Pocket shakes his head in agreement. <laughs> you might be right, Sonny, my new friend. But hey, we can at least put on a good show before keeling over, no? That way we can die knowing we tried our best trying to live. No regrets. Jin smiles towards Sunny. Sunny gives a toothy grin back. I take it you have a plan. Not really. A loud thud, followed by a piercing howl from the Hydra as one of the heads slams into the ground, twitching before going limp. The crowd erupts in excitement. Oh? Grigis smiles, impressed. As the dust settles, a bugbear with a pure black mane stands there in his kimono half-draped across his waist, slowly sheathing his blade, some of the acid-like blood sizzling on his body. We should meet up with him over there. Jin points over to Reginald before losing sight of him as he dodges one of the heads. You know that fellow. Just met him last night, but he seems like good people. Besides, this is definitely not a one-person job. The Hydra, now enraged, lets out a shrill as the amputated area where one of the heads used to reside starts to bubble and mutate before two or more heads pop into its place. Sunny agrees with Jin. I believe your assumption of more heads for the job is quite right given that there are quite a few more heads to deal with now. I mean, how do you want to do this? On the count of three, or... One of the heads slams next to Jin and Sunny toppling over one of the walls starting the both of them. How about now? Now sounds like a good moment, as both of them start sprinting counterclockwise around the beast as chaos is ensuing around them as a couple of heads start targeting them, slamming into structures that were there to provide them cover. A head sweeps in front of them. Jin narrowly dodges, but Sunny takes the full brunt, sending him into a nearby wall. You dead? Jin yells out towards Sunny. There's a slight pause before the rubble shifts and Sunny pulls himself out. That was quite the doozy. He pats himself off once again and yells over to Jin. I'm good. Caught me off guard is all. One of the heads towers over Sunny and reels back to strike again. You're up, Pocket. Pocket bows his head and steps into Jin's hands as he launches him towards the head before bouncing off in a cartoon-like fashion and landing on top of the head. Pocket then picks himself up and slaps the Hydra head as a loud thunderous sound fills the area disorienting the Hydra head. Pocket dissipates and apparates on Jin's shoulder. Very well done, Pocket. He puts his finger up. Pocket hits his fin against it as the head of the Hydra reorients itself and turns towards Jin. Makes sense. Jin starts sprinting again. I'll meet up with you later. Go on ahead. As Jin yells out to Sunny, as Sunny nods and heads in the opposite direction, the Hydra reels its head. Jin clasps his hands together as the arcane sigils glow and the number on the IC cohedron pattern shifts to 10. He then braces and breathes in and out as a calm takes over, entering a special state known as Zone. The state allows a person to call upon feats that give them special capabilities but can only be achieved through training and experience. He glances across the battlefield until he spots Reginald fighting one of the heads alongside a group. He spots Sonny making his way around, closing in on Reginald and his group. 
Jin outlines the quickest route to Reginald as he begins to sprint toward the reeling head. The large beaked head strikes and Jin dodges it by inches before continuing forward. The head lifts out of the rubble slightly dazed and begins looking around before spotting the white haired individual with his middle finger up smirking at the Hydra head. The head begins spearing towards Jin slamming into the ground next to him as rubble gets blown into the air. He then grabs a few pieces of rubble out of the air, a flash of the arcane sigil before the pieces of rubble smooth into round stones giving off an emerald hue. Jin throws one of the pieces at another hydra zooming at unnatural speeds hitting another head looming in the area getting its attention. It strikes quickly towards Jin slamming against the previous head, Jin laughs to himself continuing forward before disappearing behind one of the pillars. The two Hydra heads recover, screech at each other before trying to look for the white-haired individual. The Hydra gets slammed with a fireball as Reginald readies another strike, this time aimed towards the belly of the beast. He lets out his breath at the end of it, two quick slashes. He then quickly brings his left arm across his face, taking the brunt of the acidic blood before going limp. He winces from the pain as a head starts to lunge towards him before another fireball explodes against the large creature. The Hydra reels in pain, diverting its attention towards the wizard firing off the spells. Reginald quickly hides behind a nearby wall before ripping off one of his sleeves and quickly wrapping his injured arm. Rudolph, I may not make it back, whispering to himself. Hey Reggie, how's it going? Long time no see. Jin startles Reginald, appearing out of the shadows. Reggie points his blade towards Jin's neck as he quickly puts his hands up. I surrender. A smile crosses Jin's and Reginald's face. I figured you would escape, but I was not expecting you here. Reggie sheathes his blade. Any ideas on how to make it out alive? Now, Reggie, what makes you think that I have any clue how to beat that thing? Jin strokes his mustache with a giant grin on his face. The incident with the wagon. You were not phased by the situation, matter of fact. It was awfully calm, even smiling. You have battle experience, don't you? Reginald leans up against the wall. Explosions and screeching from the creature in the background from the other individuals fighting the creature. Jin crosses his arms. I mean, you're not wrong about me having battle experience, unfortunately. I don't have a plan, at least not yet. I need all the pieces before we can put anything together. At this moment, Sunny sprints around the corner completely out of breath. How did you beat me? Looking towards Jin. I took a shortcut, smiling and pointing towards the direction of the Hydra as an arrow goes through one of its eyes. Impressive. A part of a leg falls out from behind Sonny. Um, any reason you're carrying around a severed leg, Sonny? Jin points at the leg strewn across the ground. There's a reason for this. I swear. He picks up the leg, waving it around. My clan has a special power, but unfortunately it requires the consumption of raw meat. Unfortunately, there isn't an abundance of said meat around the battlefield, except for this. The leg flops to one side. Also, I'm not the biggest fan of meat considering I am a vegetarian. Both Jin and Reggie laugh before looking at Sonny's serious face. Wait, you're serious? Sonny shakes his head. Yes, unfortunately so, but dire situations and whatnot. Oh, and also, the creature can be bested by either chopping off all its heads at once or using fire like the other group is doing. All three of them stack, leaning from behind the wall. As two of the heads fall to the ground, the Hydra reeling in pain, they go back to hiding behind the wall. Oh, good, fine. But we should act quickly. The Hydra looks hurt. Reginald speaks up. 
Oh, Sonny, Reggie. Reggie, Sonny. Jen introduces the two of them quickly. Sonny. Sonny Archfield. He puts out his hand towards Reginald. Reggie smiles and takes Sonny's hand. Reginald. Well, you can call me Reggie. The Hydra shrieks in pain again as another head goes down. The crowd erupts in cheers. The Iron Scale Hydra is looking weak. The announcer goes off. This is as good a time as any. Sonny, shove that leg down your gullet and let's get going. Sonny attempts to eat the meat in front of him before gagging a bit. You, you guys go ahead. Oh, this is going to take me a while. Sonny gags again. Both Reggie and Jin look at each other before smiling a bit. Catch up when you can, Sonny. They both take off as Sonny struggles to take a bite. Reggie and Jin begin weaving through the cover before emerging close to the creature, making eye contact with the other group. Friendlies! Jin screams out to the other group. The wizard ignores the call and charges up a fireball as a red bead streaks across the sky before detonating in Reggie and Jin's vicinity, both of them barely dodging, avoiding the brunt of the explosion. Annoying. They have no intention to work together. Reggie and Jin sprint behind a wall before an arrow lies into it. Makes sense. Only one person can be the winner. Greed is a crazy thing. Jin turns towards Reggie who is holding his arm. Don't worry. I don't need to win. The prize is all yours, Reggie. I think Sonny feels the same way because I have a feeling he's just happy making it out of here alive. That being said, Jin taps Reggie's shoulder as a pocket-sized penguin holding a great shield pops onto Reggie's shoulder. Just as a safety measure, stay here while I deal with our other friends. Jin whispers a few things under his breath as shadowy liquid-like tendrils wrap around Jin, forming and solidifying into makeshift gauntlets and chest piece as he sprints from cover towards the other group. An arrow flies through the air toward him before he blocks it with one of the makeshift gauntlets that shatters upon impact. The wizard begins to prep another spell. Jin holds his hands out as an emerald green sigil appears under the wizard's feet. Obsidian chains burst out from the sigil, wrapping around the individual and paralyzing them in place. The fighter braces for Jin's attack and swings. Jin takes the hit as the rest of his armor shatters. The shrapnel launches towards the fighter's face as pieces pierce the body. The ranger knocks an arrow and fires a quick shot before Jin dodges in the incoming arrow. Continuing to run through as the Hydra heads closely following behind chomps on the wizard who first was unable to move. The second head cleaves the fighter. The third head sweeps towards the archer but ignores them as it spears towards Jin. A miscalculation. Jin braces for the attack before the head gets stopped in place by a lizardfolk with gator-like features. His body alongside his muscle mass swollen, his eyes slits, now standing close to nine feet tall holding the hydra head's pincers at bay. Sunny turns towards Jin. I was able to get it down. He then throws the head to the side. I can see that. Jin smiles. All the pieces are set, Reggie. Jin screams across to Reggie, who is now holding a blade to the archer's neck. The ranger puts both their arms up. Reggie gestures him to get out of the way, and the ranger abides, backing off, ducking behind a near pillar. The hydra heads recoil back, two of them finishing off their prey as the third thrown by Sunny shakes its head dazed. Sunny, Jin, and Reggie quickly duck behind the same wall. So, what's the plan? Reggie speaks up. Well, there are three of us, and three heads left. I say each one of us can take one, which I think we can all manage, and finish it off in one go. Simple enough, no? Uh, that's it? Yeah, that's it, Jin replies. Don't you think that's too simple? Sonny asks. 
I mean, simple is best in a lot of situations. What were you guys hoping I would come up with? Something a little bit more flashy, you know? Like back at the wagon? Reggie smiles a bit while Sunny looks at Jen. Long story. I mean, you both can use like crazy flashy moves to finish off your heads. I was just going to... Why are we even talking about this? Just take out the heads however you want. Jen gets prepped to go. The other two line up behind. Just remember, Reggie, you take the last hit. Are you good with that, Sonny? Yep. Just trying to live through this. Sonny takes out his handkerchief, which is tiny in his hand, and wipes away some of the sweat. Oh, one last thing. Jin taps Sonny as a buff-looking pocket-sized penguin appears on Sonny's shoulder and starts flexing. This should help with the nerves. Ready, boys? The two of them nod. Let's do this. The three of them dash out from behind the wall in the same direction before Reggie and Sonny split off. All three heads reel back and lash out at the three. Reggie quickly draws his blade, parrying the head as best as he can with one arm. The one going after Jin slithers and weaves between the barricades before pouncing. Jin uses the head as a springboard as he dodges over. Sunny grabs both sides of the beaked mouth that lunges at him. This time he wrestles the head to the ground. It almost breaks free from Sunny's grip before the buff pocket-sized penguin flexes his muscles before dissipating as a magical energy surges through his body. In one quick movement, he snaps the jaws as the mouth of the hydra goes limp before taking his giant clawed hands and stabbing it through one of the eyes and holding it there until the head goes limp. Jin reaches his right hand out to his side as a shimmering translucent emerald lance appears. Implode. He throws the lance at the creature before it penetrates and disappears without leaving the scar. Less than a second later, the hydra head shrieks. Its bones within its head begin to snap and break as it begins to cave in on itself before going lifeless and falling limp. After parrying the head, Reggie sheets his sword before getting into a drawing stance. The damaged hand limp to one side. The final Hydra head circles around for another strike. Reginald closes his eyes and brings his breathing under control. Ittoryu. The Hydra head lunges. Ichigeki. In one fell swoop, Reggie unsheaths his blade and slices horizontally, finding the soft spot between the two pincers, letting the sharpness of the blade, the momentum of the head, and the swing itself do all the work. As for the acid blood splatter, the pocket-sized penguin with a great shield took care of that before disappearing. The iron scale hydra falls motionless. Reggie sheaths his blade as a crowd erupts in cheers. Well, folks, it looks like we have three left standing, but unfortunately, there can only be one winner. For that, we will have to go to a sudden death round, a fight until there is one left standing. The audience cheers with madness. I yield. Jin throws his hands up. I as well. Sunny follows up. Both of them put their hands on Reggie's back and pushes them forward. The crowd goes silent. This is the first in the history of the Carnival of Madness. Friendship wins out greed. The crowd erupts in cheers once again as a large door on one side of the arena opens. Through the gate, you will find your deepest desires waiting for you. As for the other surviving contestants, exit the Coliseum. Another door on the opposite side opens up. A gentle smile crosses Azalea's face. Unity and chaos, she whispers to herself. Reggie walks forward before turning around to Sunny and Jin, bows slightly in respect. Thank you both. I will never forget what you have done for me today. Reggie attempts to hold back his tears but fails to do so. You're getting all mushy on me, Reginald. Jin smiles at the bugbear stroking his mustache. 
Go help your brother. And we will meet again someday, somewhere. Sonny nods in agreement with his toothy grin displayed as Reggie wipes his face of the tears and heads towards the gate. The other two head towards the other. General Gregis stands up and puts a hand on Azalea's shoulder. Her head goes slightly limp. Apprehend the other contestants. They can be useful. Azalea looks straight at Jin and Sonny. Yes, father. Thank you for listening. Until next time.